0: listening wherever you are, whenever you are. Um, this episode is being recorded on August 29th of 2020, and it's kind of just going to be um, a loose, I don't want to say ramble, um, <laughs> just sort of some thoughts around um themes related to Virgo season, which we are currently in, Virgo energy, um, 2020 in general. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, (laughs) So I'm not really sure what to even title it. Um, If you are more interested in the specifics of the astrology of Virgo season, I will be releasing that episode next week. Um, This is just more of kind of a a stream of consciousness um, that that's hopefully going to be helpful to somebody. Um, so yes, we are a little over a week into Virgo season now. Virgo is well when when I try to talk about or explain the energy of the signs, I like to talk about them in relation to their opposite sign or sometimes also called their sister sign um, because it just helps not only understand what this particular energy is, but what it is not, which is also important. So we are going to sort of break down the sister signs of Virgo and Pisces and how they operate um, and essentially how to best use Virgo energy um, while we while we have it. So um, Virgo as an archetype is the Virgin, um, the grain goddess, if you will. Um, she has a lot of associations to um, Demeter, and um, there's lots of other archetypes throughout many different cultures, um, different pantheons of this notion of a grain goddess or an earth mother. And the word virgin in the context of today is very different than it was way back when. So the word virgin actually meant essentially a woman who belongs to herself. So a woman who is unmarried but not necessarily a woman who has never had sex had a consort, had um, relationships. It's essentially just like a singular, autonomous woman. So, um, in astrology, everything, of course, is based around um, cycles. Again, that's something you find across every culture. Um, And thinking in terms of like, the wheel of the year and how each sign represents a certain time of the year. So Virgo season is, you know, we're wrapping up summertime, we're starting to dip into autumn. Um, This is the time of harvesting, so a lot of the ancient um, interpretations of signs have moved more into a psychological interpretation, so ancient culture was much more material, much more um, literal, and so you find that in astrology, we are taking these um, old, just older explanations and interpretations of the energy of each sign, of each planet, and essentially making it relevant for modern life. So in the case of Virgo, we're talking, you know, when you think of harvesting, a lot of us don't live on farms anymore, sadly. Um, <laughs> but I do know a lot of people's gardens. Um, so if you do, you know, if you are a gardener of any sort, then you might have a better feel for this. But um, yeah, if this is the time of year where the, the heat... Um, Is slowly starting to dissipate. Things are getting drier. Um, We're sort of wrapping up, harvesting the crops of the summertime um, and preparing for winter. So this translates psychologically um, or even physically just within the scope of modern life as a time of, you know, we know... um, I want to say that we know that the carefree, fun time of summer is over, but given the circumstances of 2020, and the pandemic, and lockdown, and quarantine, and da-da-da-da-da, it's not like this summer has been carefree, um, and there hasn't been a lot of travel and a lot of celebrations, so the to say that the fun of summer is over um, doesn't really apply this year. <laughs> But, you know, if you think of a quote-unquote normal year, whatever that means anymore, um, summertime is usually we're taking trips, um, we're, you know, perhaps not working as much, or we just have more energy in general because the sun's out longer. Um, if you're somebody that like me that's, like, super light-sensitive, um, I can stay up a lot later in the summer than I can in the winter because my uh, circadian rhythm responds to the to the light so in the winter my ass is ready for bed at 5 p.m. like my body shuts down because it's like oh there's no more light it's time to go to bed (laughs) but this time of year most of us have a lot more energy we're outside more um you know summer just has that like uplifting fun not quite so stressful again saying this in the context of a normal year, um, not so stressful vibe to it, whereas now we're, you know, that's coming to a close. So now it's time to like, okay, um, tying up loose ends, planning for the winter, and really just like taking stock of the year. And when you think of a harvest, like a psychological harvest, or an emotional harvest, we're talking about um, reflecting on the year, um really thinking about like okay, what especially this year in particular, um, given the circumstances of everything, we're thinking about what is important, what do I want to keep, what do I want to harvest, and what can I let die essentially? Um, what can I let go of? What isn't worth holding on to? So um this Virgo is ruled by Mercury, but it does have a very Saturnian vibe to it. Um, especially when you think of harvesting because you are, you know, quote unquote, separating the wheat from the chaff. Um, you're choosing what is worth storing, worth keeping, um, and storing food, canning things, um, again i understand that not everybody lives this way not everybody has an agrarian um lifestyle or or family um i live in the south so my family still like cans things and and has a big garden and stuff like that um so i'm just i'm just i can't help but add that into the description um because that's my lived experience so when you think about what it takes to harvest something and store it that also pertains to, like, making space for that. So you're having to not only clear the field, per se, but clear a part of your home to, you know, where are you going to put this stuff? Um, and that has a Saturnian vibe to me because Saturn is about limitation and responsibility. So understanding, um what you know where are you going to make space for this what are you going to have to let go of because it everything everything in life is about balance and astrology certainly illustrates that um so this is a time of year of like you know planning um that's that's certainly where mercury comes in planning for the winter planning for the end of the year um the holidays are around the corner again this year not so much on the celebration <laughs> but um so yeah it's just we're we're kind of it's like this interesting combination of mercury and um saturn in my opinion of like just getting down to priorities structuring some kind of routine hopefully and just preparation um generally so that is Virgo. Virgo energy wants to be practical. And it likes to do things its way and the right way. Um, Virgo doesn't cut corners. It's very um, it's very responsible. It can be very critical and nitpicky. Um, and that, again, that's like very Saturnian energy. So, um, and you know, it's interesting that Saturn archetypally is sometimes portrayed as like a grim reaper figure and he has, um, a scythe or a sickle, which again relates to harvesting and cutting. Um, so yeah, that's just another thing I wanted to mention just to kind of paint, paint the picture here. Um, so that's where we are now understanding Virgo. In a more, I guess, like spiritual sense or even psychological, emotional sense, we're going to look at Pisces, which is the opposite or also sister um, sign of Virgo. Um, And I have a, my south node is in Virgo, my north node is in Pisces. So essentially, what that means is that I, I have um, inherently I have an overabundance of Virgo qualities um, and which is the south node is sort of here's what you already have. Here's where you've already been. Here's your comfort zone. The north node in astrology is like here's what you're working toward. Here's what you're trying to develop. Um, so I, I definitely feel comfortable in Virgo energy. Um, I have Virgo friends or friends with very, very strong Virgo placements. I appreciate that. (laughs) It's not for everybody, but every sign serves its purpose, certainly. So taking a look at um, Pisces across the horizon from Virgo. um, Oh, also worth mentioning, um, Virgo is mutable earth, which just means it's grounded, it's adaptable, um, it's Is influenced by its surroundings and adapts to meet what is required of its surroundings. Okay. So Pisces, um, water sign, um, mutable water. So with water, we're dealing with emotions and intuition and, um, Pisces is ruled by Neptune, which is extremely nebulous and ethereal and like spaced out in a lot of ways um so it's funny because mercury which is the ruling planet of virgo is actually in detriment in pisces um in the sign of pisces because pisces as ruled by neptune is is so nebulous whereas mercury um is is mental and it's about planning and concentrating and um, organizing. And that's, Neptune does not do any of those things. <laughs> Pisces generally does not do those things. Um, so again, you have that polarity between um, structure and non structure, planning and flying by the seat of your pants, um, and then, you know, earth and spirit or, or, mental and emotional, all of those, um, sort of that like paradoxical axis there. Um, so spiritually speaking, Pisces as ruled by Neptune, of course, very spiritual, but also very, um, detached isn't the right word because that's more of an Aquarius quality. It's just so nebulous and, um, Ideally, it's transcendent, but I find with Pisces energy that oftentimes it it can fall into escapism more than transcendence. And it's important to understand the difference between those two qualities or those two actions, if you will. So transcendence is about being able to get through a situation. Um... And escapism is obviously just like, I don't want to fucking deal with this. I'm going to do whatever I can to distract myself, to numb myself, to escape, which is very Pisces-Neptune. Um, so Virgo wants to be present and be in charge and be correct and precise and efficient Pisces is more, um, Virgo loves control, whereas Pisces is all about, like, releasing control and trusting the universe, um, and, you know, feeling at one with everything, and that's not a bad thing, but again, you're reaching for that balance, um, So, like, people with a lot of Pisces placements can sometimes fall into systems of, like, addiction or um, just, like, really struggling to confront reality, whereas when Virgo goes to the extreme, it's, like, too critical, too literal, too, um, just, like, really anal retentive about every little thing. Um, and it can be naggy. So, that's kind of the axis that we're working with. So, if you're, if you're approaching this season from both honestly a practical standpoint and a psychological or you know magical perspective this is the time to get down to your shit you know what are you gonna do with the rest of the year um how are you gonna do it how can you take care of yourself virgo is very very health oriented um so we're looking at How are you, um, what are you eating? How are you treating your body? How are you treating your mental health? That's another thing. Um, Virgo Virgo energy can be very critical, very anxious. Um, Mercurial ruled signs tend to be anxious. Um, And, you know, Mercury rules Gemini. So with that kind of energy, it's more of like a flitty, avoidant type of, Um, mercurial energy. And in Virgo, it's more like, no, I have to fix this. I have to get this right. I have to be in charge because I'm the only one that can do this. And that's not meant as like a diss at Virgos. Generally, they're amazing organizers. And if you, if you have a Virgo friend, you know this, they will get it done. Um, And sometimes it's easier to just like let them do their thing. Um... But thinking about this, like, you know, again, from a practical sense, um, planning, writing, of course, again, Mercury, um, making lists, deciding, like, okay, you know, we're, we're over halfway through 2020. Thank fucking God. Like, <laughs> um, what are you going to do? Um, and also the, another thing that's important with these types of energies is, like, what can you actually do? So there's a trait that is shared between Virgo and Pisces, and it's a bit of like a savior complex. So both of these signs tend to want to fix and save everything. They just go about it differently. So in Virgo's case, it's more of like, um, trying kind to of take control of a situation or being very critical um, and and the criticism comes from a place of like I want to be helpful, I want to you know, help me help you kind of thing or just trying to um, stay on top of everything because there's a fear of not doing a good job or a fear of not making things right. Pisces, on the other hand, tends to be more, um, it's much more emotionally oriented, so it's more of like, oh my god, you know, like a martyr complex, um, when it's taken to the extreme of like, I feel all the world's pain, I want to save everybody, but I don't know how, I'm just gonna, you know, essentially, you can drown in your emotions in that space, and again, that's very Neptunian, and rather than being grounded and dealing with things or taking charge, Pisces energy tends to, to more like get overwhelmed because it doesn't have a lot of um, like direction or structure um, or boundaries. So that's, um, and I definitely feel like, certainly for me personally, but a lot of people I know, um, there's been this feeling with the state of the world of like, what are we going to do? You know, doom scrolling on the internet, just absorbing all of this very, very difficult, tragic, heartbreaking information day in and day out. And then, you know, combining that with a feeling of like, what can I do? What can I do? So it's important to understand, accept, and stick with what you as an individual can do. What can you control? What actions can you take? Be it in your personal life um, and also just like community life. um, You know, I think it's important to realize and I'm speaking from experience here because this year has been like really mentally difficult for me too. Um, and I'm not somebody that struggles with mental illness, so I have a whole newfound respect for people who do, um, for people who have anxiety, people who have depression. Um, I think a lot of us that are normally pretty stable people have felt those things this year. And it is... Oof, um, yeah, like, serious, serious props to people who live with that every day, because I cannot imagine, um, but, anyway, um, to avoid, to avoid the overwhelm, to avoid the panic, to avoid the, um, just, like, ocean of despair that essentially we're all, like, right on the edge of, um, you know your life raft is going to be what what can i do as one person understanding i can't save the world right i can't um i can't by myself do everything fix everything be everything everybody needs me to be um, so it's more about assuming responsibility for what you can do, for what you can control that's not going to overwhelm you and not going to cause you to have, like, a mental breakdown, which we're all, like, right there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we're there. Um, I I had a really rough patch um, over the summer of just, like, oh, man. I mean, everybody did. It's not special. Everybody's just sad and concerned and disappointed and all those things um and I've said it before on here I'm not shy about it I go to therapy everybody should go to therapy it's amazing um <laughs> if you have the right therapist it is and I just realized like okay I can't control any of these things and I'm absorbing this information I'm reading all these things and then I'm just like spending my whole day depressed and and just feeling beaten down by the state of the world and we want to be informed we want to know what's happening Um, we want to do what we can but that's the thing is like okay what can you do Um, so being able to I had to like essentially learn how to restructure my mental health and my life in a way that it's like okay I'm doing my part but I'm also holding my life together and my family together and my relationships together, um, which is a hard thing, uh, even on like a normal, <laughs> during a normal time when there's not a pandemic and a crazy situation with the government and society's just <laughs> like essentially crumbling, um. So this year especially has just been like test after test after test, and I, I recognize that a lot of people are in the space of like, I don't know how much more I can do, how much more I can absorb, how much more I can take. Um, and part of me is kind of ready for winter. I, normally, I'm not bad at all. Um, not really a fan, but I think it's easier for me to be inside and... and Um, rest more and, and just be, it's just a different mindset in the winter. And since this year, it's been all these limitations. This year has been very, very Saturnian. It's just like, can't go here. Can't do this. Um, this thing that you thought about humanity is, is wrong. Um, you know, it's just like, bam, 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 obstacle, limit, restriction, And in the winter, it it already feels that way because, you know, the weather might be bad. um, We don't have as much energy. Don't feel like going out as much. Although I'm pretty introverted. But um, I feel feel like winter, I'm going to be in a more accepting place. Um, So I'm using this time personally to just kind of plan out like, okay... How are we going to salvage the rest of this year? What can I do constructively that's going to keep me sane, keep me creative, keep me grounded, um, keep me the least amount of sad (laughs) without, you know, without falling into escapism? I don't want to look the other way. I don't want to ignore what's happening. But I also, like, I have a kid. I have a family. I have a job. I have clients. Um most of us are in that boat where it's like, I still have to be a person. I still have to get up and like interact with people and do my job and, and just try to like hold it together (laughs) as best, as best as we can. Um, so yeah, making lists, making a plan. Um, I think because a lot of our external structures have been, Um, either, like, completely removed or have been drastically shifted, we are relearning how to live our lives, how to find a new quote-unquote normal. Um, What that looks like is, I think, at this point in the year, we are starting to settle into that. Not to say that it's great or we love it, but, like, you know, it's just where we are. Online learning working from home. Um, All of these things now are just like, this is the new routine. This is the new groove that we're in. We have to adapt. And um, as rigid as Virgo can be about the way that it wants things done, because it's mutable Earth, it is adaptable, and that's great. So I'm hopeful that this time is... um, healing for people in a certain way um, that instead of just the endless anxiety um, we can sort of get a new grip on what life is going to be like for the rest of the year and that's not to say that we even know but just honestly trying to build any kind of grounded structure right now I feel is super important just for like sanity (laughs) So um there's my explanation of Virgo energy. Um, yeah. Um some other things that I have been using on if you will. Um you know, it is it is starting to get towards autumn. To you know, to sound cliché like every other girl in the world, it is my favorite time of year. Um who doesn't love it? It's just so good. But anyway, <laughs> Um, we've been watching, starting to watch like Halloween or just like autumn, autumnal movies in general. Last night we watched, uh, my husband and I watched Practical Magic, which surprise, surprise, my podcast is called Practical Magic. Um, <laughs> it's one of my favorite movies. Um, I used to watch it when I was a kid. My cousin and I were very, you know, I don't, I honestly don't know many girls who didn't have that, and maybe it's like a generational thing, like that movie came out when I was still pretty young, and um, my cousin and I were little baby witches, and um, pre-Google era, you know, um, we we watched that movie like a hundred times, and it was very much, um, I'm very much Sally, she was very much Jillian, um, we even looked like that, which was odd, <laughs> and our personalities kind of lined up that way, too, um, even later in life, so that's kind of funny, um, but anyway, Tangent, um, love that movie, it's just, it's just so cute and um, nostalgic, but it holds up really well, so if you haven't seen it, I definitely recommend it, it's good, it's a classic, um, it, it stands the test of time um but anyway we we watched that and my husband hadn't seen it before and after it was over he's like you know for a movie about witches it really didn't have a ton of magic in it and i was like well it's not like meant to be a fantasy movie and i was like it's you know magic is practical as a whatever you want to call yourself as a witch as an occultist as a magician as a blah 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 whatever Um, especially in these times, like, it's not, you still live your life, you still have a job, you still have bills to pay, you still, um, have to, you know, do laundry and clean your dishes and, like, do human things. Um, so as a witch or whatever, you're not, it's not like we're just chilling, doing spells all day, like, (laughs) that's not, that's not it, um, at all, honestly, and I think that's a misconception sometimes with people outside of that world, um, and my, you know, my husband, he knows what I do, but I don't, it's not like I'm doing moon rituals in the living room in front of everybody, um, so I, I love that movie, too, because it does, paint a somewhat accurate picture of, like, here's what modern witches are, um, here's how modern witches live, and it's like, we're just people, we just do different things, um, and I explained it to him, I was like, you, you know, you, magic is a tool, you use it when you need it, um, and I realized that's very it's a very good balance between that Virgo-Pisces axis because Pisces is very spiritual and very ethereal and and magical and kind of has this like um, mystical energy and Virgo is so practical and grounded Um, and ideally you meet somewhere in the middle of you know you can pull pieces of magic into your life and understand that it's not, magic should not be an escape from your life. It should be, um, it should be a tool. It can help you. Um, but it doesn't negate struggles. It doesn't negate the human experience. Um, you don't, get out of that. (laughs) There's no, there's no like magic pill or spell or, or life hack for life other than doing the best you can, trying to make good, sound, healthy decisions, and just like getting through the shit. And this year, more than any year, is that. We're just getting through the shit. Um... And I've had some hard years in my life like that. I guess that's what's strange about this year. And and I've heard this from other people too. It's like I've had years of my life that were personally full of turmoil. um, That were subjectively worse than this year for me. But this year objectively on a grand scale is the most difficult year. For me, for a lot of people I know, it's just unprecedented and unpredictable. And we don't fucking know what's going to happen. Like, (laughs) we're all just, like, trying our best to just get through it. Um, And if you want to go back and listen to the the podcast episode I did in March about, like, the Saturn-Pluto stuff and Jupiter and Capricorn. Like, this year, there's not a lot of... There's not a lot of light. And I'm not saying that to be negative. It's just like, that's how, that's how it fucking is. It's hard. It's hard to find the good things. It's, it feels, it feels weird to celebrate anything. Like it just, it just doesn't feel uplifting. It doesn't feel hopeful. And in those moments, that's when you need that shit the most while also not escaping the circumstance. Like, you have to be able to look at at the structure of reality and face it while still maintaining a sense of, like, okay, we're gonna get through this, we're gonna make it better, but we're not gonna, like, run away or just hide until it's over. Fucking everybody would love to do that. I would love to take a nap until, like, mid 2021, but sorry, like (laughs) we're all in this together for better or worse. Um, I think some people forget that, but anyway, I digress. Um, yeah. So just thinking about, you know, practical magic, like as a, as a means of living life, um, That's very much the the middle ground of Virgo Pisces, and I personally have seen a lot of crap. There's a lot of crap on the internet. There's a lot of people that just, not that, I mean, you know, most of them probably have good intentions, but, um, for me personally, I've just seen a lot of, like, quote-unquote spiritual bypassing, or this notion that magic is like, um get-out-of-jail-free card. Like, oh, if you do this, you'll never have to worry about money again. Oh, if you do this, you'll never have to worry about somebody lying to you or or having your heart broken or... Um, you know, it's just this... It's become, unfortunately, this, like, commodified promise of, like, any anything else that is commodified and sold in our culture. It's like, buy this and you won't have any more struggle. You won't be unhappy. You won't be sad anymore. Just get this thing. Um and nothing could be further from the truth. And I view it as just another system of making sense of existence, um of getting through existence. Um some people find empowerment through you know, everybody has their thing. Some people find empowerment through religion or, um, you know, any kind of spiritual practice or their work or their kids or, you know, it's like, just choose your own adventure. So it does, as an elder witch, um, it does kind of bum me out to see people like buying into this, this facade of like, magic is the end of suffering. Magic is the end of hard work. Magic is the end of uh, the difficulties of existence and human relationships. It's not. It's just another tool that you can or can't use. You know, it's up to you. Um, It takes discipline. It takes time. It takes focus. It takes a lot of energy. It's not easier. Um, I think if you've been doing it for a really long time, it does get easier, but of course there's a process to it, so it's like any other exercise, you know, if you only go to the gym once a month, you're not going to run a mile any faster, you're not going to lift something heavier sooner, it's it's a muscle, you have to use it um, regularly, and you have to like work your way through it, um, we experience time in a linear fashion most of the time. So it's like, this is just how it is. Um, trying to be grounded in reality. And that doesn't mean you can't change your reality, but you can't, you know, snap your fingers, say the magic words, and suddenly everything's great. Um, if that was true, we wouldn't be here in 2020. <laughs> so um, with that in mind, I now that my... fourth house Mars transit is um, you know still continuing for the rest of the year but it's funny Um, so my point is it's been eating up a lot of my time and energy we got a house we moved we've been constantly renovating painting blah 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 Um, Mars retrograde is coming up and it begins pretty much on the day that we are done renovating. So we're having people do our floors this coming week and then they'll be done like on the day of Mars retrograde. So all of this change and and running around and work and manual labor in my fourth house, in my home, is finally going to chill the fuck out for a while. And I personally am all about it. Um, So that's something to keep in mind too for Um, for the month of September, wherever your, um, wherever Aries is in your chart, whatever house Aries, um, rules, Mars has been there now for quite some time, um, since June. Um, you should probably be able to decipher what that looks like by now, how that's translating, and then we're going to get a little break from that, um, in September, so... It's funny, I initially was dreading it because as an Aries, um, Mars being my ruling planet, I was like, oh, Mars retrograde, I'm going to be so tired. But actually, I'm looking at it as like, I can finally rest. I can finally relax during Mars retrograde because all the craziness that's been happening in my fourth house, in my home, is going to be finished. So I can actually like enjoy it and and rest and just chill the fuck out for a little bit um but yeah that was just something else i wanted to mention so we are getting a a bit of a reprieve from from mars and then we still have mars square saturn which is just like one step forward two steps back endless obstacles roadblocks you know conserve your energy use your energy wisely i feel like this is a great time to plan and strategize and maybe make little moves. This is not the time to like fling yourself headfirst into a big grand um, plan or idea. And and I'm not saying that to discourage anybody, like do what you want, live your life. Um, Just, you know, working smarter, not harder. Um, That is Mars square Saturn. Like, don't, don't try to ram your way through a locked door. If it doesn't open right now, it's either not your door or you're not ready. Like, you don't have the key for that door yet. Um, you can go, you know, Jack Nicholson and the Shining and chop it down if you want. Probably not going to go over very well. Um, this is why I love astrology because it, it keeps, in my experience, it keeps... Are hubris in check, especially when we're dealing with Saturn. It's like, nope, you're not doing that right now. You can't have that right now. You're not ready right now. So um, with all of that in mind, I really want to get back on Patreon and um, just create more stuff to essentially just like help people in very, very practical ways. So um, I'm crafting some stuff around Um, I did a little, a little bit on the planetary hours and how to like use that to help you know how to schedule, kind of schedule your days out. Um, but I'm also going to be working on probably next week. Um, hopefully if I have time, um, I'm going to be putting out the second part of that, which is just going to be about like planetary hours for ritual work, um, for spell work, nothing fancy. You can get fancy with it if you want. You do not have to. It's literally just like, you know, this time, this day, light a candle, say a prayer, meditate, whatever, journal, you know, just, just put your energy in, in this specific direction at this specific time. And it's more focused, um, So just little, again, practical magic. Little things anybody can do. You don't have to buy anything. You don't have to, like, read out of a 14th century manuscript. You can if you want to. Um, I'm all for that, too. But, you know, that's not always practical. So I'm just trying to really um, craft some things for people to, like, help us get through the shit right now. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I will be filming my Minor Arcana Tarot workshop as well this, um, this September and sending that to the people that have already paid. Um, but it'll be offered to anybody. Um, I really miss having in-person workshops. They're so good and they're so communal and the discussions are great. And (sighs) I mean, I used to have them all the time, but it's just not in the cards this year. So, um, I look forward to a time when I can do that again because it's just, it's just wonderful. Um, but for now doing what we can, so that's going to be available soon as well. Um, yeah, just, just trying to find things to, to do that we can do essentially. Um, So, I will be putting out a podcast more on, like, the specifics of Virgo season. um, Dates, transits, all that stuff later this week. But I just kind of wanted to throw out some thoughts and ideas. And one last thing that I just, again, want to, like, put out there. Because I think it's important. Um, There... Again, this is a Pisces Virgo thing, sort of, or it can be um because all of these things have gotten really popular, they're kind of like in the zeitgeist, in the collective like awareness on social media, pop culture, blah blah blah. um the notion of the quote unquote occult is is very out in the open now, you know, there's nothing occult about it you can you can find out pretty much any information you want to find out, which is great. That being said, um, because it's not guarded anymore, um, because it's not necessarily being passed down through like a strict lineage, um, there's not a lot of structure, there's not a lot of like, um, gatekeeping, and I I mean gatekeeping in like a good way, like, um, um, a gradual structure to work through, to learn things. It's all just like, it's just chaos. Um, and it's it's definitely cyclical. There are some transits that are happening now that are very similar to like the nineties. Um, I was, how old was I in the (laughs) nineties? I'm 32 now. So like, I was like, you know, um, my, my formative years of, like, 10 through whatever in the 90s, um, those of you elder millennials who are around can remember, like, the whole witch trend, the whole occult trend, like, it happened then, movies like The Craft, movies like Practical Magic, um, were really big, you could get, like, pentagram necklaces at Spencer's, like, (laughs) um, that was the thing then. And it, and it's definitely come back around now. And there's, because society as a whole is, is a, a bit more secular than it used to be. It's not as taboo. So people, even, even Christians and stuff aren't afraid of astrology. They aren't afraid of tarot cards or yoga or meditation, which is great. Um, it's just more acceptable and that's awesome. But there's a lot of fucking trash out there there. I mean, and it's just like a buyer beware. And I don't, I always have to be careful the way that I word these things because I'm not trying to throw shade at people who are, you know, have good intentions, um, and are learning and just, just trying things out. That's great. But there are some, I don't know guidelines if you will that I just wanted to toss out for people because I personally know people who've been scammed or just generally like taken advantage of um and I hate to see that happen and I've been up until I don't know maybe like five years ago I don't know my sense of time is just garbage now even before that but um I was very, very quiet about these things for years, because I live in the South, and, you know, society as a whole just wasn't very friendly to these things, so I've been quiet for a long time, and I feel like a lot of people in my age range, or or even um, older, still have that baggage of like, oh, stay in the broom closet, you know, like, you don't want to be... Accused of worshiping the devil, you don't want to be, you know, just all that bullshit. Um, I didn't openly talk about a lot of this for years, and the more that I see a misuse of these things, the more I feel compelled to just be like, Hey guys, don't fall for this, um, don't give certain people your money, um, be careful with boundaries, etc. etc. So, all I want to say is. If you are seeking, um, if you're seeking, okay, we'll start with readings. If you're seeking a reading, be it tarot, be it astrology, be it whatever, um, it's really good to do research. Um, now if I think of a very reasonable tarot price, 10 to 20 bucks, you know, that is affordable. It's accessible. And if you know what you're doing, if you're familiar with tarot, it's only going to take you maybe 10 minutes. If you know how to look at those cards and read them, if you've studied, um, you don't have to look through source books. And again, I'm not dissing people who are starting out. Um, I'm just saying if you are in a position to charge for readings, um, you should know what you're doing. It shouldn't take you that long. Um... So, it, you know, if somebody is charging more than like, I mean, I don't charge more than 20 bucks, but if somebody's charging like more than than 40, I would don't don't do that. Don't waste your money. That's just like I'm sorry, that's too much. Um, but also w- coupled with that, it's like look into who is offering this. Um, do <laughs> Do a deep scroll if you need to. Like, is it just aesthetics? Are they saying things of substance? Do they know what they're talking about? Or is it just, like, copy and paste, same old new agey language and quotes and, like, copy and paste Google stuff? Is, Is there anything behind the veneer of the social media persona? Or is it just, like here's a pretty picture. Give me money for a reading. Okay. And that's just with tarot. Now five, ten bucks, you know, again, like, I think that's fair if you're just starting out, but I see a lot of people who aren't great at tarot, aren't familiar with it, charging way more than I feel like they have any right to. And it sucks to see people like just get just get taken advantage of, honestly. And, you know, you can read tarot for yourself. There's a million great sources to learning tarot. Um, But I also understand, like, that takes time. And sometimes it's good to just have somebody else get a perspective on your cards for you, like an outside perspective. Um, But, yeah, just watch those prices because people are just... Oh, man. Um... (laughs) and then to um you know with astrology readings most professional astrologers and i stress professional like people who've been doing it for fucking ever people who know their shit people who are qualified to teach classes and workshops um even at that the the people in the in the astrology community that i respect and i follow and i like have been educated from Um, I don't know anybody that I can think of that charges more than $200. Like, I really can't. Um, and, and it's worth that, especially, I mean, most readings, just the conversation can take one to two hours. Um, when I do a chart, it usually takes me two hours, just the research part. And then I also like type everything up, um, and then also have like, the appointment, the consultation. So you're, you're talking about, um, when you get down to it close to an eight hour day, um, and it takes a lot of energy and time and it's worth it because it's always relevant, especially if you're doing like a natal chart. But I say that to say that's like the high, like, that's like the, the pinnacle price for, for trustworthy professionals when I go and see someone's page and they're like $400 for a, you know, what, whatever. I'm like, you're just fucking people over. There's, it's not fair. It's not honest. There's no integrity there. So don't do that. Um, (laughs) and be sure, like there are people who are learning astrology and that's great. Um, ethically, I don't feel like you should charge until you've been learning it for like like a, like a few years and I don't mean like learning it here and there I mean like studying that shit um, I did free natal chart readings for my friends and clients like while I was getting familiar with charts and placements and all that and I've been at this for like 7-8 years now um, and I think it's great that people are learning but again like watch the price um, don't Don't just hand your money over to somebody willy-nilly. And again, do they know what they're talking about? Do they have a wealth of material out to show that they know what they're talking about? Or are they just like, oh, I love astrology. Give me money. Um, Again, I'm not saying that to be mean. It's just, I've just been seeing it a lot lately. And I, I worry for people who just don't know. And they're like, oh, maybe that's, you know, if it's worth, if they're asking this much money, it must be worth it. It's not. Um, it's not. So yeah, like buyer beware on that. Um, and two, if you, I I don't think we should ever get in the habit of putting people on pedestals, but if you are considering learning from somebody or getting any kind of reading from somebody, you're dealing with vulnerability, you're dealing with like boundaries and energy, do your research. Um, you know, try to get a feel for like who they are as a person, is their life um, healthy and stable? It, it again, it's hard to tell that from the internet. I'm always very wary of people who don't ever share anything personal, and I get um, you know a need for a certain amount of privacy, but like if you don't ever show any piece of yourself. I'm very wary of that cuz I'm like, uh, why? Like if you're put if you have a social media platform and if you're especially selling things and putting things out there like I feel like people need to know what they're getting and it's hard to know that if you don't also like express yourself very openly. And genuinely, so that's another thing to look out for. If somebody's offering readings or services or spell work and they're a hot mess, I probably wouldn't go that route. Um, and I'm not saying that messy people can't have skills, but like practical magic man, the proof is in the person. If somebody is not grounded and sound and and healthy and like mentally stable, Why do you want that person up in your business, up in your energy, up in your life, telling you what to do? Um, Yeah, just be careful. Please be careful. (laughs) Be smart, be wise, be critical. That's okay. Um, I just think boundaries are really important, and sometimes it's hard to know how to navigate that, especially online, because people can present a pretty picture um, and then not really be that thing, so again, practical magic, um, find things that work for you. It's not about expensive shit. It's not about how many fucking crystals you have or, you know, it's just like, these are tools to help you get through life the best you can and just like make your existence (laughs) more livable, more grounded, more stable, more enjoyable. It's not a get out of jail free card um, we all gotta go through the shit, so, yeah, there you go, um, thanks for listening, if you're still here, appreciate it, um, I will have some more material out soon, I'll keep you guys posted on the Patreon stuff, I want to hit that pretty hard, that is how I plan to spend my winter, um, yeah, just trying to build something really helpful and constructive and, and very accessible, so, Um, Yep, I'll be back soon with the the more, like, detailed breakdown of Virgo season transits. Um, Yeah, so take care of yourselves. Talk soon.